Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Chapter 1 
Oh, 
Everybody who tuned in, thank you so much. And I might open the call lines. We'll see. But I wanted to talk to you today, of course, about the matriarchal tradition, our sacred matriarchal tradition uh, in the written form and in the oral form. And, of course, I wanted to touch on a couple of ways that this has made itself manifest in my life, one such way being just that very song I played. It is called The First Five Chapters by the immortal Diane Reeves, who I adore and think is wonderful. And it's based on a book written by Portia Nelson. It's called An Autobiography in Five Short Chapters. Now, something, I've shared this before, that I was first introduced to this was about 12 years old, 11 years old, something like that. And it was my favorite auntie who shared it with me. And interestingly enough, when she, you know, told me the whole thing, I was still in Chapter 1. And in Chapter 1, you know, you're walking down the street, there's a deep hole in the sidewalk, you fall in the hole, and you get lost. You're hopeless. You don't blame yourself, though. It's not your fault, and it takes forever to find a way out. And so I, that's where I was. I was still, you know, there was a deep hole in the sidewalk, and I'm falling in the hole, hopeless and lost, and it's everybody's fault but mine. And when she shared it with me, she said, when you get to Chapter 3 at least, you will remember this, and you're going to come back, and you're going to want to talk to me about it because by then you'll be ready. Now, I was about 12 years old when she first told me about this story, this autobiography in five short chapters, and I was in my late 20s, about mid to late 20s, when I finally got myself to chapter three. Now, chapter two, you're walking down the same street, there's a deep hole in the sidewalk, and you pretend that you don't see it, so you fall in again, and you can't believe that you're in that same place. However, it's where you are, it's not your fault, and it still takes you a long time to get out because you're still blaming everybody else. By the time you get to chapter three, baby, you're walking down the street, same street, same hole. You see that hole now. You see it. You know it's there. You still fall in because it's a habit. You've now created a habit that you just go falling into holes even if you see them. Whether you see them or you don't see them, your habit is that you're going to fall in. But now your eyes are wide open and you know where you are. You know that this is something that's within your power to change, and you get yourself out immediately. So in my late 20s, I finally was in Chapter 3. I was tired of falling in the same hole. I was tired of having the same experiences, and I was ready to finally make a new decision. And I remember talking to my auntie and saying to her, you know, I remember when you told me about this. You said when I finally got to Chapter 3, I'd remember and come back and talk to you. (laughs) And Auntie laughed, and she remembered, you know, I jogged her memory back to the whole thing. And uh, one of the things that I said to her then was, I'm ready to go to Chapter 5 now. And she laughed. She said, you can't just go and skip chapters. What's wrong with you? You don't just skip from 3 to 5. This is the blueprint, the map to learning in life. This is the way. She shared it with me. This is the way that our foremothers have decided to write down like a little guide to help us to understand what happens 
and how we grow and how we're able to finally see what part we play in whatever the displeasing act is that's going on in our life. Maybe your street is a, a friend who ain't really your friend, but you think she's your friend and y'all staying friends for all these years, but y'all known each other because you just scared to go it alone. Mm, maybe your street is a relationship that you're in. It's dead end. It's going nowhere and getting there fast. It's not what you want, but it's familiar and comfortable. Maybe your street is you no longer, with all that you know, can remain in whatever the religious faith that you were raised up in. But you keep on falling in that same old hole because it's everybody's fault but yours. It's everyone else's responsibility but yours for how you got there and why you remain there. Whatever the street is, everyone has something different going on in their life. Some of us got multiple streets going there. Whatever is going on in your life, wherever you are, our foremothers have written down a, a roadmap of sorts, an atlas, so that you can find your way. But unfortunately, we start getting a little too big for our britches sometimes, like I did. When I called Auntie up and said, I'm ready for Chapter 5, honey. And she told me, no, 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 no. This is the way that we learn. This is the reason that I shared with you this autobiography in five short chapters by Portia Nelson so that you could see what it takes to get from point one to point five. You're not going to just skip four and end up in five. What's going to happen is you're going to try to skip four and end up in five and find your ass back at chapter one. By this point, I was wise enough to shut up and listen to what this elder matriarch, this crone, was trying to say to me. And I said, all right, well, let's go ahead to chapter four then. And so in chapter four, yeah, you're all on the same street. It's still the same situation. There's still a big hole in that street. It's not been fixed. No work crew has come through yet and repaired the damage. So that hole is still there, and you are still vulnerable to falling in that hole. But here's the difference. You see, in Chapter 3, you finally were able to see that hole. You fell in then, but you saw how you fell. You saw how you ended up there. You saw the habit that put you there, and you got yourself out immediately. So in Chapter 4, you see that same hole, and you're like, nope. I'm going to walk around you because I know that you are an obstacle in my path, and if I continue to trod the direction that I've been going in, I am going to fall. has always been here to cause me to fall and to fall apart. So I see you. I respect your right to exist where you are. But I'm going to act accordingly, knowing that you are set up to cause me to fall into, in, into my demise. I'm going to walk around you. I'm going to pull a little C.C. Tennyson and keep on walking. I ain't talking to you anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Keep on walking. I'm going to walk around you. So I finally, finally, man, I couldn't be more proud of myself. I don't care what nobody say. Pride in some things is a a wonderful medicine and an antidote for whatever's killing you, okay? I'm so proud that I finally walked around that hole because, baby, after I got through walking around that hole, 
What I found myself doing, the next chapter, walking down a whole new street. Why did I share this story with you? For the same reason that my auntie shared it with me. In our tradition, in the black woman's tradition, in the Africana woman's tradition, the way that we have always taught and learned has been the word. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Our matriarchal way, our matriarchal origins have always been through oral, the oral, the oracular word, the spoken word as well as the written word. It's always been one woman sharing with another woman. One woman telling her story or what she's gone through to another woman. You can even see this example in the Bible where Jesus spoke in parables. Those were not meant to be taken away literally. They were stories that you were supposed to glean wisdom from. And the stories are always told in such a way that you are able to get exactly what you need at the level that you're at. And so if you replay or remember that story, that parable, that sharing, you will then again get the piece that you need because the next level, it's all different chapters. It might not say chapter one, chapter two, chapter three, four, five, but the stories, the way that our matriarchs, our mothers, our teachers, our oracles, our healers, our shaman, our priestesses, our witches, whatever word you feel most comfortable with, the way that our healers always help our people to get free has been the telling and the retelling of our stories. We have a great disrespect culturally for the black oracle and the scribes of the oracles, those who take down the word and write it down so that it can last throughout the test of time. And that disrespect, that dishonor that we have for the black oracle and the black oracle's scribes, it's ancient. You can go ahead and keep on falling in the same hole and blame whiteness, white supremacy, colonization, whatever you need to blame. But before it all, before all of those things was first matriarchy, And as we already know, a house divided against itself cannot stand. So there was something that went wrong among us before we can say somebody else came and taught us. Now, for those of you who are still in Chapter 1 of your development, growth, and understanding, that's fine for you, honey. You're only going to be able to catch a certain part of this. The rest of it is going to go over your head, but for everybody else who's in chapter three, you see the whole. You know you're falling into it. You know it's your damn fault, and you are going to get up and get out of that hole immediately. Here's what you need to know. The dishonor and the disrespect that we have for the black oracle and the scribes of the oracle whether they be oracles themselves who write or those who write down the words 
of the orators, the storytellers, the matriarchs, the teachers. We do not respect them. We have a cultural aversion to it because the way that our mothers do things leaves little to no room for error. There's little to no room for scapegoating and who else's fault it can be when you roll up on that darkness upon the deep and jump in. Standing in that blinding light, it's everybody's fault and reason, this, that, 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 that. But when you strip yourself of all of it, there's nothing but you. And you must return to your God state. This is something that our people do not want. Oh, I know. We got a lot of women out here calling themselves God and goddess. I see it. I see it. But people don't really want to be God. Because the people who want to be God know the kind of responsibility it takes. You are always making sure that you get from chapter 1 to chapter 5 where you're walking down a different street, whatever the street is, whatever the level, whatever the lesson. And the less respect that we've had over time for the people who keep that record can share these things with us. The more we have seen ourselves come away from any semblance of unity, harmony, healthiness, or functionality, now we are very disharmony, disharmonized, imbalanced, destitute, disunified, disjointed society. Globally, the black, the black race is struggling. One of my friends, one of my dear sister friends, posted to her uh, fan page, and I, I shared it to Angry Divas, and you know what, I'm just going to read it. I'm going to read it to you all because I have been saying this for years, so maybe you all need to hear it from somebody who's not me. Apparently, because when I say something, it's just, oh, Diva, so be. <laughs> so let me share what she said. It is a curse to hate your mother. The black community will never be right as long as they continue to do the black woman wrong. For those who don't understand, this statement is about the black community's misogyny and colorism against black women. Your mother, not your actual mother, for those who don't understand, symbolizes the black woman. In fact, all black women, the black woman is the first woman. She is the mother of humanity. To hate black women, the mother of humanity, is to hate humanity and yourself. This is something that we do not want to own, but it is true. I have been telling you people for years that we are cursed. We are under a curse. We hate our mother but our race is the biggest supporter of a dead white man on the cross as a symbol of God. You pass through your mother's womb, through her holy gates of heaven, the yoni, into this world. That is your God. That's the one who made you and formed you and knew you even before you were in your mother's womb. But we come away from her and we bow ourselves down at the behest of our own mothers who were taught to hate themselves, who were taught that their spirituality was devil worship, demonic, witchcraft, to venerate and honor our ancestry, to honor the wounds that bore us, your port of entry into this world is the wound. We were taught that those things were negative. They've turned our mother into what y'all call the devil. 
So who are you calling God if it's not your mama? This is the reason right here that I will always have a love and a passion for the scribe. As a, a, a person who carries on the tradition, as a person who is in the sacred order of the black oracle scribe myself, as an oracle and as a scribe, I am both a writer and an orator. Yes, ma'am. Not only just an orator, but the channel. The oracle is the divine channel. Whether that oracle is speaking or writing, you are the channel. You exist as the person, the vessel, the entity going to allow that vibration or that frequency that is being transmitted through you to be heard and understood to the world. Whether you are transcribing that frequency and turning it into words, a.k.a. being the divine weaver, tapping into this grandmother spider wisdom totem that our people have long honored. Grandmother Spider is the creator of language, of words, and even of the world. We uphold this tradition with honor. And we are hated. We are hated by everybody, but especially and unlike anybody else by the black community. Nobody hates the black oracle and the black scribe the way that the black community does. The black community likes the lobotomy. They like being lobotomized, having a part of their brain removed, so they are no longer able to connect to cosmic source creation. They are no longer able to connect to themselves as prime source creation. And if you don't see it in you, you won't see it in me. And if you do see it in me because you don't see it in you, you're going to try and destroy it in me. There are many women who hate me just because I am the oracle. It is not easy to come forward and call yourself according to who you are. You draw the ire. You draw the hatred. You draw the jealousy, the enviousness of those who don't bear the gift. I don't know why you people are envious or jealous of the oracle and the scribe. This is not an easy mantle to wear. This is why it is given to a select few of us because we are not egotistical pride monsters who will fuck it up. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> I said it, boo. This is why it is given to some and not to all. It's a sacred tradition, and it is something that is to be approached with honor and with respect. So, yeah, I do. I have a lot of respect, and I, have a, I feel very passionately about the scribes and about the oracles. I usually let you all see over here, you know, my dark masculine entity and my dark masculine energy. I don't always allow you all to see this other side of me. And through these shows, I will be. We will be talking about this a lot. Why? Tomorrow we're going to talk about why they come after the scribes. Actually, you know what? I'll save that for the last day. Tomorrow instead we'll talk about the honor of secrecy. And the reason that our oracles and our scribes have to keep to a certain code of secrecy, why we can't just come out and say it's the mother, why we get in trouble and have people hate us when we come out and say even your Jesus was really ISIS. Yeah, there's a code of secrecy. (laughs) Y'all know I don't keep to it too good. I tell you all things that I probably shouldn't. But there's a code of secrecy 
that we must keep to to preserve our lives. This is the depth of the hatred. The hatred is so real that it does cost some of us our lives. Too many black women, too many black oracle scribes have, have been attacked. I've talked about this. Um, Alice Walker, who wrote The Color Purple, received death threats from black people because she wrote her family truth and story about the incest and the rape and the foolishness that went on, and people threatened her life. It is nothing easy to be in that sacred order of the black scribe and the black oracle. They hate us. They hate us because we are tasked not only with remembering, but speaking or writing in some way, sharing the things that we remember, the things that the ancestral mothers come and sit and carry with us over for us to have another upload, I call it. Y'all might call it a download, but if it comes up out of me, it's an upload. But it is a tradition that we carry on with honor, with dignity, with glory, and according to whatever our familial matriarchal way is. The black race is indeed cursed. The whole world is cursed because the black woman has been cursed. And yes, God can be cursed, and God has been cursed. We are your God. I don't care what you call yourself. You came into this world because I said, let there be. We are your God. We created you people. And you hate us because we made you. (laughs) Because you're all still in chapter one. It's everybody else's fault but you. Everybody else is the problem but you. Hopefully, hopefully, you're able to get yourself at least to chapter three. And when you do, you will remember this conversation that I've had with you today. And you will come back to me. And you'll be ready to speak about it, just as I was with my auntie. And when you are ready to speak about it, you'll be ready to take yourself to your next now. I'm Triple Dark Goddess. This has been another Bitch House production, the Angry Divas radio show. Y'all make sure you tune in for our next show. We are going to talk about the honor of secrecy when it comes to the spy oracles, why things are written in a code, why the oracles speak in a code and the riddle of the sphinx. I have people asking questions all the time. They come to the oracle and, and they treat us, unfortunately, the way that they treat these tarot card flippers. I don't disrespect the tarot. I think tarot is amazing. But there's a difference between someone who flips cards and someone who is the oracle. There's a difference. I've already explained to you who and what the oracle is. Someone who just reads tarot cannot do that. That's not their gift. They're gifted differently. The two are not the same. I'm going to discuss this more when we meet again. Thank you for listening. Y'all have a great rest of your day, and we'll see you in here the next show. Peace be unto you. statements. One, I adore Spiral. Two, I feel there are too many hard edges for people to break themselves against in this world. Three, 
I am all water and fire. My love is heavy and deep and warm. My angst is terrible. It must be minded. Four. Creating is about my own inner alchemy. Swimming in my water. Directing my fire. I can pretend social graces not native to me for only short periods of time. Six. My spine is a snake. She affects my movements. Seven. I feel memories are stored more in the body, less in the mind. Eight. I feel there is no technology higher than the wilderness. Nine. Words and ideas are technology too. Ten. I feel that our ability to regenerate is endless. Eleven. I feel that sex and conjuring are the same. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.